Yes, good evening and welcome to Wednesday's Richie Allen Show. How in tarnation are you? It's absolutely bucketing it dune here in Salford. It's been horrendous, but uh, hey, we're here. We have each other. I'll be joined a bit later on today by Matt Landman, the entrepreneur and filmmaker, live from the USA. We'll talk about Died Suddenly, a film which is making waves right now, and other things as well. That's what we do here. You can join in via my website. Use the comment live thingamajig and talk to me, please, between now and the end of the programme. Uncensored. Unfiltered. You're listening to Richie Allen on the world's most popular independent news radio show. Yes, please do talk to me. It's comment live, live comment. Your opinions do matter to me, and I'll be reading out your comments as we go along. All righty. It's the Richie Allen Show. Broadcasting live on richieallen.co.uk and multiple platforms around the world. And now, here's your host, Richie Allen. Yeah, so Matt Landman, a little bit later on, between now and then, though, we're going to talk about some of the more interesting stories doing the rounds of the media today. That's what we're going to do, and that's where you'll come in handy with your tuppence worth. I'm sure you've got more than tuppence worth on some of the big stories making the news today. Yeah, yeah, we are getting close to Christmas now, aren't we? November 23rd today, and it feels a little bit more Christmassy every day. I It does for me, anyhow. I feel a bit of it. Uh, wet and miserable weather in the northwest is set to continue during the week or for the rest of the week. But, um, yeah, let's leave that there. I want to mention Mark Boyerski and, uh, first of all, thank him for a brilliant uh, conversation last night, but also for his never-ending support of the independent media. He's done a lovely thing. He has presented a set of crystals, which are beautiful. And he has said that for the next couple of weeks, any ebook sales on markpoyerski.com, Mark will send that money to the Richie Allen Show coffers. So if you buy an ebook at markpoyerski.com, he will um, forward the money to the show, which um, is in need of it. But he will put everybody's name into a raffle for all of these crystals, which are worth about £3,000. I've put an article on richieallen.co.uk about that, and it links to the video that Mark made on his YouTube channel. You'll find him on YouTube at markbyerski.com. So thanks to him for that. It really means a lot, and it's very important. So thank you, Mark. Um, Not going to do the footy results. World Cup is on. It feels mad to me. And I thought this this morning, I was out doing my jogging thing, and it was miserable, it was raining, I was getting soaked, out running, and it was cold, and I was wishing that I had worn my gloves. And it's not like me to be like that, but I thought, you should be wearing your gloves. And as I'm listening to the radio, they are warming up to a game of football. Who played this morning? Croatia, I think, played this morning. And I thought to myself, this is just not right. We can't have the World Cup at this time of year, but we do, we do. Lot of talk in these parts. This may interest you, it may not, because you might not give a fiddlers about football or soccer or sport, and and you're well within your rights not to give a fiddlers. But a lot of talk in these parts, lot of buzz around news that the owners of Manchester United, the Glazers, the Glazer brothers from Florida, or the father and the sons, 
Or is Malcolm Glazer still alive or is he dead? I don't know. He could be dead, Malcolm Glazer. But Joel and Avi Glazer. Anyway, they've had a controlling stake in Manchester United for about 17 years. And overnight, they intimated the Glazers that they might be willing to sell the club uh, or take a serious investment in it. A lot of talk about that as well. And then today, talk about... What? Where do the fans come into football clubs in the 21st century? Anywho. Okay. Did you see this today? You may have, you may have not seen it. But um, Waitrose, which is, I suppose, an upmarket. At least it's styled as an upmarket supermarket. M&S and Waitrose in the UK. They're not the same company, but those are two supermarkets. Supposed to be a bit more... I don't know, a bit posh. Is that the wrong thing to say? Waitrose has gone and changed its Christmas ad after it received a few complaints. Now, I don't know, but I'm guessing that producing, filming, editing, and then broadcasting, because it costs money, broadcasting an ad, having made it, is probably expensive. And they do tend to go all out the supermarkets with their Christmas ads, although I am reliably informed they have toned down their advertisements this year because of the cost of living crisis. Apparently the adverts, I haven't seen any yet. That being said, I don't watch a lot of terrestrial television, dear listener. No, I subscribe to a couple of platforms and I watch, I binge watch drama series and I watch sports. So I haven't seen any of the Christmas ads. But Waitrose anyway has um, withdrawn an ad and changed it. Because a couple of skin cancer sufferers complained. I had to read this again in order to believe it. Uh, Waitrose Christmas ad, the original version, depicted two farmers who were comparing their suntans. And uh, skin cancer patients shat the bed and demanded that the ad be changed. And, and well, Waitrose acquiesced. <laughs> You're singing this with me, you are. Why? Why would you give in? You know, you've you've heard me go on and on and on and on about this for some time now. Why would you give in? Why would you give in? Why? I don't get it. Can you explain it to me? According to the BBC, critics of the ad said that uh, a section of it glorified suntans and failed to highlight the dangers of sunlight. Now there are no dangers. This is very controversial, dear listener. I, if I was, if I was governed by a regulatory, a regulatory authority in the UK, this is where I would lose my license to broadcast. So I've got to say, this is my opinion. Only my opinion. It is not backed up by any medical qualifications. Uh, I do not believe that, that the sun gives you skin cancer. I don't believe it. I know. I'm an awful idiot, aren't I? Uh, there's probably a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred papers, academic papers, uh, purporting to prove that the sun or overexposure to the sun can, in some cases, lead to skin cancer, and that's those are qualified people. But I don't believe it. Have I time to get into it? No. But you know what? I'll do a program on it. I'll do a program because I have some experts of my own who know more about this than I do. I do not believe that the sun gives you skin cancer. I believe that lying in the sun too long can burn your skin. Of course, I have previous with that. But anyway, I'll just leave that one out there. So some critics said, um, they screamed, they wailed, they bawled and said, you've got to change your ad because you haven't made it clear that sunlight is dangerous. 
Waitrose said okay and they updated the ad accordingly. Why give in to Muppets? Why, dear listener? Why? Because once you start giving in to clowns who scream and demand that they get their own way, you'll be doing it for the rest of your life, won't you? I've had this over the years with the Richie Allen show. You can't have this person on. This person doesn't like David Icke and you can't have that person on. That person doesn't like Jim Mars. Yeah, well, I don't give a shit who they do and don't like. I want to hear what they have to say. The minute you start giving in to morons who scream, I still get this all the time. I can't believe you You don't talk about this. Wah, wah, wah. I just say F off. You know, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Why did Waitrose give in to a couple of idiots? I haven't seen the ad, but it sounds... Sounds pretty harmless to me. A couple of farmers crossing a field and they've been on holiday and they're comparing suntans. How dangerous is that? Anywho, we'll leave that one right there. Something I was thinking about overnight. Craig, who is a listener, who is an active listener and comments on the show, which is great. And more often than not, or I should say often, has got something interesting and thought-provoking to say. He made an interesting comment yesterday Uh, saying that conservative-minded people moaned or warned of the dangers of cinema to kids and then telly to kids. And he was right. He said that warning of the danger of smartphones for kids is a natural progression for those who warned about too much telly, too much cinema. And he said that the benefits of technology are ignored. So that's an interesting point of view. I was on the hop and coming to the end of the show yesterday, didn't say what I should have said, which is that I don't believe there is any contest between the alleged harms to children from cinema and television and the phone. Uh, because the phone is designed to be carried on the kids in their, you know, in their pockets, in their school bags even, I don't know. It's meant to be taken out 500 times a day. Uh, the backlight, the blue light is dangerous. It has an impact on the pineal gland. Been thinking about this all day, to be honest. It has a real impact on sleep and on the mood of the child. Um, it exposes children to violence, to pornography, and to violent pornography. I could go on. So apart from security, which is important, I mean, it must be nice for parents to know that the child is contactable. Um, that is important. I think they're horribly negative devices to everybody, not just the youngsters. Not having a pop at Craig, his point of view was good. It was an interesting, challenging, challenging point of view. But um, I think the smartphone is way, way, way beyond, you know, the conservative-minded person worrying about the impact of the cinema and the telly. Um, and yet, ironically, I suppose, I was just thinking this a moment ago, more, maybe more than... Th- I've looked at the stats. You know, I get all these stats from the streaming company, the devices people are listening on. And I think it's around about two-thirds of listeners to this programme listening live do get it from a smartphone, ironically. 11 minutes past five. Did you see this on richieallen.co.uk today? Uh, Blenheim Palace. Blenheim, I would have said Blenheim. Blenheim, but it's Blenheim Palace. Is a, an 18th century a country house. It looks pretty fetching in photographs of it. It's an estate near Oxford. The Duke of Marlborough lives there. The Duke of Marlborough. Um, but at, at the moment, it's, it, it is being roamed... It is being, it's not being policed, not yet anyway, but it is being roamed by a pack of robot dogs and the dogs are monitoring the impact of climate change. Have you seen this? Uh, The robots designed by Oxford University's Robotics Institute. Although, in the photograph, in the Times newspaper, they show a robotic dog with a Boston Dynamics 
label on it. But I don't think it's Boston Dynamics. It is, according to the Times, Oxford University's Robotics Institute there. But Boston Dynamics is really interesting. It's designing robotic police officers, not just... Not, not, not things on wheels that, that, that chase after people screaming, but actual robots with arms and legs like, like the Terminator. Yeah. Anyway, so these uh, robotic dogs are patrolling the Blenheim Palace and they are there to collect data on how climate change is impacting on the biodiversity on the estate. Uh, and a guy was quoted, a guy called David Green, the head of innovation at Blenheim Palace, he said the robots would be able to do this recording of data in a more comprehensive and accurate way than the humans would. And he said using autonomous robots allows researchers at Oxford University to gain access to data pipelines faster. It's the future, isn't it? Robots. Not just patrolling palaces and sampling the soil and the biodiversity, but, uh, but more than that. Um, a Muppet who glued himself to a Vincent van Gogh painting a couple of weeks back. You, you, you'll have seen this in the news, Just Stop Oil. Uh, a guy called Louis McKechnie, or Louis McKechnie. Um, he compared himself to Martin Luther, say it properly, Richie, Martin Luther King in court. Compared himself to the civil rights leader, Martin Luther King assassinated in Memphis in 1968. Uh, the Just Stop Oil activist Louis McKechnie and Emily Brocklebank, fantastic name, um, caused about two grand's worth of damage to the frame of Van Gogh's painting Peach Trees in Blossom at a gallery in London. Uh, this guy said he, uh, in 1960, Martin Luther King was the most hated man in America, but the civil rights moving or movement still worked. It isn't a popularity contest. People don't have to like what we are doing. Now, at Prime Minister's Questions today at Westminster, this takes place every Wednesday at noon, a Tory MP asked Rishi Sunak, should groups like Just Stop Oil be proscribed, meaning they should be banned and it should be a crime to be a member? of uh, the proscribed group. So it's Gareth Johnson MP speaking or asking a question of the Prime Minister this lunchtime. Gareth Johnson. Mr Speaker, Mr Speaker, last month Just Stop Oil clambered up the Dartford crossing causing chaos for days. They then attacked artworks, the M25 and anything else to cause misery and mayhem. These people are not protesters, they are criminals. Will the Prime Minister, therefore, consider making Just Stop Oil a prescribed organisation so that they can be treated as the criminal organisation they actually are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did Rishi Sunak say in reply? Would he be in favour of proscribing, of banning, making it a criminal organisation? Here's what he said. Mr Speaker, the kind of demonstrations we've seen recently disrupt people's daily lives. They cause mass misery for the public and they put people in danger. The police have our full support in their efforts to minimise this disruption and tackle reckless and illegal activity. The Public Order Bill will give them the powers they need and I look forward to seeing the support that that bill receives from every part of this House. Ed Davey! You're here. Let's not hear Ed Davey. 
So he, he didn't answer the question he was asked, which w- would he support or would he look into prescribing them? Now, I don't believe in banning groups of people just because I don't like what it is they say. So I'd be a, a rank hypocrite if I thought it was right to turn Just Stop Oil and Extinction Rebellion effectively into terrorist groups and make membership of them punishable by fines or prison. So I'd be a hypocrite if I said that, so I don't believe that. But they they have to take a firmer line with these people blocking highways, don't they? And defacing public property. What do you think, dear listener? Would you prescribe them? Let me know via comment live on richieallen.co.uk. Would you proscribe the uh, the 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 Just Stop Oil and Extinction Rebellion groups. Let me know. Cold, seasonal, flu and respiratory diseases. We all get them. Never before have your body's defences been under such constant attack. Now more than ever, it's essential to have a robust immune system. Inspired by the Zelenko Protocol, Immunex 365 is a unique formulation that combines effective levels of vitamins D3, C and K2, as well as zinc and quercetin. Immunex 365 has been specifically formulated to maximise the effect of each ingredient giving your immune system an optimum boost. Take back your health with just two capsules of Immunex 365 every day. UK listeners of The Richie Allen Show can use their special 15% discount code RICHIEALLEN365 at checkout. Go to immunex365.co.uk to get yours now. Now with two-day track delivery free. You're listening to the saviour of independent media, Richie Allen. Now I'm going to attempt to open up um, the, the website on my, 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 my browser here in order to, to read some of your comments, but it's a bit slow. It's always slow for the first 20 minutes after I've come on air, and that's because the traffic is mad. It's mad, I tell you. It's not just out there. It's in here as well. Traffic is mad. It's mad, the traffic. I was driving back on Monday afternoon from East Manchester, having gone to um, to Maxine's funeral, Paul's wife, and I've never seen anything like the traffic. Never seen anything like it. But I leave that one there. Hi to Jane, who says, Richie, good evening, this is Jane Edmonds. I worked outside nearly every day for over 30 years, having run a plant nursery followed by a cut flower growing business. No suntan lotion, says Jane. Just common sense at the hottest part of the day. They don't want you receiving natural vitamin D, and I don't believe the sun causes skin cancer either. Thank you, Jane. Well done, Jane. A few years ago... I interviewed an amazing lady, an academic, I think, who came on the programme to make a claim that the the real carcinogens are in sun tanning creams and sunblock. That's right. Uh, 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 A lady who was helping me produce the programme on a part-time basis at the time called Claire put this woman on the show and she was very interesting. She was an academic and made a very compelling case that sunblock and the tanning creams contain carcinogens which are far, far worse than the sun. Listen, we're not saying lie out in the sun like. It's obviously dangerous. I lived in Spain for a number of years. I, we heard at least once or twice every summer, at least once or twice, about an expat being taken to the local hospital because they were severely burned. Of course, don't stay out in it too long, but get plenty of it. 
is what my experts will say when they come on, my experts. Uh, Chris reckons the Boston Dynamics stuff is straight out of Robocop, the, f the, the film. Just imagine, says Chris, when they put a facial recognition camera and a gun on one of those things. Well, he says, they already have, of course. James says the sun is essential for human health. Not so sure about those suntan creams, though. Snap. Paul says Blenheim Palace is the birthplace of 33rd degree Freemason Winston Churchill. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hi to Vivisection who says, Richie, have David Icke on then to hear what he has to say. About what? About what? Exactly. Um, David says, Richie, I watched... Uh, died suddenly earlier today as I got rained off from work. However, I've noticed today on Twitter, Steve Peters is being produced as a shill portrayed on Twitter. You mean Stu Peters? Uh, Stu Peters is the person who produced uh, died suddenly and he's being hammered on Twitter, is he? Yeah, okay. Um, I think the person using the handle vivisection is scientific fraud. Um, needs to have an ear waxing. I, I was talking earlier on about people trying to get people to stop doing things they don't like, like Waitrose being asked to change an ad just because somebody with skin cancer doesn't like it. And the point I made was, over the years, I sometimes interviewed people, but that person might have said something negative about another guest, like David Icke or Jim Mars. So I would be asked not to speak to that person. You can't speak to that person. That person doesn't like David Icke. And I would say, F off. I will speak to whoever I choose to speak to. And it shouldn't surprise you to know that David Icke would say the exact same thing. You know, I don't care who you interview. It's none of my business. Absolutely right, and that was always the way it was. I just got a Scottish who says um, Waitrose is just the same as Tesco with a fancy wine section. There's nothing upmarket about them apart from their prices. Colin says it's chilly and Kerry. I to Peter who says great to hear Mark Bierski last night. Richie, looking forward to the discussion regarding died suddenly on tonight's show. I watched it last night. I've seen a couple of clips of it. I haven't watched it. I won't be discussing this exclusively later on with Matt Landman. We'll be having a chat about it. Um, yeah, I haven't seen all of it, but uh, I know what it's about. It's it's about the, 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 what would you say? It's about mortality in, in general, isn't it? It's about um, death rates and how death rates have you know, been on the increase, you know, year on year death rates in the population since the introduction of the jabs and the film contains quite a lot of personal stories and also claims by doctors by proper doctors and academics that the jabs are dangerous that's what it's called died suddenly it is uh, nearly 23 minutes past the hour i'm going to take a tune lots more to talk about uh, and we better get through it quickly between now and the top of the hour when matt landman will be joining the show looking forward to catching up with Matt. It's been a long time, so it has. Uh, this is your Richie Allen Show, by the way, broadcasting live on richieallen.co.uk, Fab Radio 2 in Manchester, and TuneIn Radio, which you'll find on the TuneIn app on your App Store thingamajig. This is Betty Boo and Doing the Do, back with plenty more in three and a half minutes then. Ah, the 90s. Ah, the 90s. Betty Boo and doing the do on the Richie Allen Show. Chris says, blocking the sun from your skin doesn't seem right. Getting out in the sun. 
uh, all your life just gives you lots of wrinkles, in my experience, having looked after lots of elderly people in their 90s. Vicky says if they prescribed Just Stop Oil, it would set a precedent for them banning any organisation or protest group. That is a good point. Craig says given that oil is a totally integral part of our society, there is no way it is going to get banned. So what else is going on? He says in his opinion, Just Stop Oil is the Trojan horse. Laws will get passed with a lot of support from the general public and then Just Stop Oil will slip away and any future anti-lockdown protests will be a criminal act. Just a thought. Agreeing with Vicky there. Isabel says, I don't think the government will go directly after groups like Just Stop Oil. I think they'll just use these groups to make group gatherings of all sorts and public displays of of dissidents illegal. They'll use these groups to make group gatherings and public displays of dissidents illegal, which would serve the agenda perfectly. Herself says Dr. Jennifer Daniels, who is well qualified to opine, states that sunburn is caused by the heat of the sun boiling toxins in the skin and surface blood vessels. I am fair-skinned, but do not always burn, says herself. Uh, Paul says, with regards to Waitrose caving into pressure, didn't the company that made Midget Gems have to drop the Midget because of one complaint? I think you're right, Paul. That rings a bell. don't think they were forced to do it. This is the thing, you see. I think they voluntarily make the change and give in to the minority screaming. Now, the Fashion House, I'm just going to read this story. I'm not going to talk too much about it because it speaks for itself. I know you'll have opinions on it and I'm pretty sure you might have come across this somewhere today. I never heard of Balenciaga because I'm an Egypt. I don't know anything about fashion. You've only got to look at the occasional photographs I post online. I wear hooded tops and jeans. There isn't a fashion bone in my body. Um, But Balenciaga has withdrawn its Christmas advertising campaign and apologised. Why? Well, because in its advertising campaign for Christmas, it portrayed children with sexual bondage gear. It photographed children posing with teddy bears wearing bondage items. And they apologised. Um, The quote from the company is from the Fashion House. We sincerely apologise for any offence our holiday campaign may have caused. Our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We've immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. It basically featured images of two very young children posing with the brand's plush bear uh, handbags, right, from, from Paris Fashion Week. Um, The items are embellished with collars, with padlocks, fishnets and leather harnesses. In one of the photographs, a child is standing on a pink bed holding a teddy bear, wearing a fishnet top, a collar with a lock and ankle and wrist restraints. Why? How does that pass? You know, you'd imagine there is a hierarchy in every company. You would imagine there are managers and manageresses. How does that get passed? I don't know how it gets passed, but it gets passed. And another advertisement for Balenciaga's Hourglass bag, a separate advertisement, included in the photograph were documents alleged to be an extract from a United States Supreme Court ruling that ratified the Protection Act, a federal law which criminalises the advertising, promotion, presentation or distribution of child porn. Now, in light of the fact, I, I, this might be a stretch, okay, and I've been wrong more times than I have been right. 
in light of the fact that they posed young children with teddy bears decked out in bondage gear, and in another ad, they had a bag which appeared to have a an extract from a ruling on child porn, a ruling against child porn, it isn't unfair to ask Balenciaga, are you criticising the Supreme Court ruling that criminalises the advertising, promotion and distribution of child porn? Have you got a problem with the criminalisation of child porn? Because you've got this bizarre ad with the Supreme Court Act in a handbag, and in another ad, you've got very young children standing with teddy bears that are decked out to look like the village people. Or or the Blue Oyster Bar, all the leather and the restraints and the handcuffs. What's that all about? Any ideas, dear listener? Any ideas? Answers on a postcard. 29 minutes to the top of the hour. Now, the Germans played Japan today. The Germans played the Japanese in the World Cup in Qatar. In Qatar. I wasn't watching it. I'm not watching the games because I'm working, but I do glance at the telly as I walk in and out of my living room. And the last I saw, it was 1-1 with about 15 minutes to go. I haven't a clue. I don't care. But before the game kicked off, the German team posed for their team photograph. Now, this happens pretty much in every game, professionally, right? Just after the players shake hands with one another, and just before they begin the game, they huddle together very quickly for a team photograph. In the Germans' team, well, when the Germans got together for their quick photograph before the game today, they all of them put a hand, each player put a hand over his mouth. And they did that because, according to the Germans, they've been gagged. They've been silenced. They've been censored by being prevented from wearing the much-discussed One Love armband. So they wanted to stick it to FIFA and show them that they won't be gagged, even though they didn't wear the armband. Anyhow, this is mad shite this, right? Arsenal legend Ian Wright, uh, until Thierry Henry came along, right, he was Arsenal's record goal scorer, wasn't he? Uh, He is in Qatar for ITV, covering the World Cup, and he's there with his best mate Roy Keane. And Ian Wright said, wear the armband, they should wear the armband, and reminded us all that there is no protest without risk. No protest without risk. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna protest, there's got to be some. There's some, there's some risk in it. I get the vibe from from them all now. Dane, the Danes, you know, everybody like saying what oh, they're gonna feed, sue FIFA and all this stuff. It's like when you're having a fight with someone and the fight's broken up and you want to fight. It's, it's too. It's done. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's ridiculous. You know, what I mean, everybody. Are oh, we gonna sue them for what? Wear the band and take the consequences. So you'd say to the various FA, stop saying this sort of thing. Yes. At, do what you intimated two, three yes. months ago you were going yes. to do. That's, what, that's, what, what, I, that's personally, yeah. yes. Yes, if you're going to protest. What players should do is, we you know, sometimes when they do put a challenge down to you, said if you're going to do that should make you more determined to do it because you're not that upset with it. As you said, if you're going to protest, but you, you're obviously going to upset some people. Go and do it. it would be been, strong. It would have been such a powerful protest because then people... The LGBTQ community will all see they've actually put something on the line like they do every day with their lives. The LGBT community will see that the footballers have put something on the line like gay people do every day with their lives in Qatar, which isn't true. Nobody has ever been sentenced to death in Qatar for being gay. There's never been an execution. 
But you know, the truth is long gone, and not just around this issue. In the 21st century, truth doesn't matter. You get to say whatever you want. Who would have thought the LGBT plus community would have such a friend in Roy Keane? There's a song in there for them. What a friend we have in Keane. Can you finish that for me? What a friend we have in Kino, and then follow it on there. Um, yeah, at the very beginning of Prime Minister's Questions today, I told you we'd be back to PMQs. A bizarre, a very bizarre beginning to Keir Starmer's set of questions. The leader of the opposition party is allowed to pose six, not seven, not five, but six questions to the Prime Minister. And Starmer began bizarrely. This is a bit of world-class virtue signalling that even throws Rishi Sunak. Thank you, Mr Speaker, and congratulations to England and Wales on their start to the World Cup. Right, England won their opening game. They beat Iran 6-2, and the Welsh got a draw with the USA. And good luck for the rest of the tournament. Mr Speaker, the World Cup doesn't belong to FIFA. Does, though. And it doesn't belong to the host nation. It belongs to everyone who loves football. It's totally unacceptable that during this tournament, gay football fans are unable to acknowledge who they love. And play what? <laughs> gay fans are what? Gay football fans are unable to acknowledge who they love. Jesus. And players have been threatened with suspension if they show solidarity with those fans. Shame on FIFA. He's supposed to be asking a question of the Prime Minister. Wait for this. He composes himself, right, Ant? Britain faces the lowest growth of any (laughs) OECD nation over the next two years. Why? Sunak is visibly stunned. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, (laughs) he's stunned by the by the LGBT solidarity rant. You know what it is with FIFA. Again, the truth, of course, is gone. Truth is long gone. It's long gone, not from 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 our lives and from what we do. But the truth about FIFA as a as a football fan, as a soccer fan, I can tell you during international competitions, And this has been a rule for many, many, many years. Football players representing their countries are prohibited from making political statements on anything. That hasn't been introduced just in time for the Qatar World Cup. It's been a a rule and a regulation laid down by FIFA. I can't say exactly how long, but I know for many, many years because we've had this before with the poppy. There was a row a previous row about the England national team jersey being adorned with the poppy, of course, Remembrance Sunday and all of that. So this has been around for years and years. You are not permitted to make political statements or protests. You're there to play football, no matter where you happen to be playing. That's how it's always been. So FIFA are being consistent. It must be said. If you're brand new to the programme, please don't take that as some indication that I support Qatar's stance on on same-sex relationships. Of course I don't. Right? But um, what a ridiculous rant from Starmer. 
Anywho, it's at 22 minutes to the top of the air. More of your comments in a moment. In fact, if I can bring them up, more of your comments. Now, we're going to talk cancel culture in a moment. Please uh, <coughs> keep in mind Matt Landman will be on the programme, the filmmaker and entrepreneur never say that word, will be on with me to discuss a lot of things. We might talk shootings in schools and not just in schools, in places of business. You will, of course, be aware of a a story out of, uh, is it, how do you say, is it Chesapeake or Chesapeake? I can't remember. It's a a place that pops up often in the novels of of, um, American crime writers, funnily enough. But it's in Virginia, isn't it? There was a shooting at a Walmart earlier today and six people were killed and others were injured. So we might get into that with Matt as well because it's a very bizarre story. Al says, all of these meaningless gestures at the World Cup are pathetic. If they felt that strongly about these issues, they should all have boycotted the tournament and stayed away. They are virtue signalling hypocrites, says Al. Yes, that's fair, that. Absolutely. John has jumped right in. That's Scottish John from Austin. And he's given me some words. What a friend we have in Kino. He's all we'll ever need. I don't even know the tune to What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And then he says, when they nail him to the cross, we'll stand around and watch him bleed. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have that. Richard Kelly says, I was in the post office, Richie, this week. There were eight fit-looking young asylum seekers collecting whatever they collect in the post office. People say, how do I know they were asylum seekers? Is it because they're brown people, you racist? My reply is no, it's because I was in my working rags. (laughs) Spot the paddy, says Richard. And Brambo says that I am talking out of my arse about the sun and skin cancer link. He says bright sunshine contains levels of ionising ultraviolet radiation that can disrupt the DNA of lower skin levels, the dermis, and trigger carcinogenesis after sufficient exposure, often over years. And given the low levels of protective melanin in Caucasian folk especially, as the link with sunscreen is simple, people using them think they are safe but fail to pay attention to the time limits various uh, factors give. So there, says Brambo. You're talking out of your arse, Reggie. I said, I said, feel free to have a pop at me. I'm no doctor. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stand by, I'm going to stand by my, by my belief that it isn't, uh, that, that, ex- over, that exposure to sunlight I don't believe it causes skin cancer to the level or at the levels we are told it does. Am I backtracking there now? Can you hear the, the feet backpedaling out of the studio? But uh, thanks, Brambo. Good points made there. Gabriel says, Children's Hospital Boston, uh, you've got to write these things. You've got to think, when, when, when you post these comments, you've got to imagine you're reading them out loud. What you've written, Gabriel, might be very interesting but it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I can't read it. So have a look at it and reword it, please, and I will read it out if you don't mind. Okie doke, let's, um, let's talk about... What are we going to talk about? Yeah, cancel culture. You might be aware, you might not be aware, but there's a group. Let me just grab my notebook here. There's always a group, but there is a, a pressure or a campaign group I think they're called civil society, correct me if I'm wrong, but currently they are engaged in harassing corporations that advertise with Twitter because civil society doesn't like Elon Musk 
and they're scared of Elon Musk. Elon Musk isn't as censorious as he should be. That is what this group believes. They're idiots, of course. Of course he's censorious and Twitter won't change under um, or on his watch. But anyway, they're, they're going after corporations to threaten corporations that they'll wreck their businesses if they continue to advertise with Twitter, which is a media platform, of course. Now, Baroness Claire Fox was discussing this on GB News this morning, and it's interesting, I think. Uh, cult, cancel culture and destroying the media by bullying advertisers into staying away and not spending money with uh, Twitter. We've seen this in the past with the Daily Mail and the Telegraph. Claire Fox on GB News. Claire, <laughs> moving on to a story in the Times today. Uh, I know subject close to your heart. Cancel culture. Since Elon Musk bought Twitter, it appears now there's a huge plan to shame Twitter's advertisers. So here we have a campaign that's becoming a familiar tactic, which is 60 civil society organisations, whatever they are, have launched Stop Toxic Twitter. Mm. And what they're effectively doing is giving ultimatums to big brands who are advertising on Twitter and saying, if you don't get off because Elon Musk is not to be trusted and um, we're going to call for a boycott we're going to name and shame you now we're on GB News we're familiar with this tactic at yeah, all. Yeah. it's called bullying it's called mm. ironically these civil society organizations that say they're anti-corporate are using corporate power to destroy particular corporations that they've decided they don't like mm. and they've decided that Elon Musk is a part of Twitter they don't like. By the way, they're on Twitter launching this campaign. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. think, why don't you There's get off Twitter and see whether you can all have your campaign. But there is something very unsavoury about social media uh, uh, being used to effectively cancel advertising on legitimate channels like GB News or yeah. wherever it is. But it is bullying and it's the use of corporate money to bully as well. But now, do you think that the brands will buckle or will they stand firm? Well, uh, the, the, the sad news is, is that the corporate world is more spineless than I'd want it to be. Mm. Um, uh, we've already seen uh, Volkswagen and Audi have stopped advertising. Yeah. If they come under enough pressure, they might, although some have noted that actually Twitter is still going, it's not closed, mm. millions, billions of people using it, so they might hold on. But I, I, I think it's very important that we hold the line on this because I think the damage that can be done when you say, if you advertise on that, we'll destroy you, is actually a very dangerous, censorious trend. Yeah, and I believe in media freedom. You can't have media freedom if you won't yeah. allow media companies yeah. of all types. I think panel unanimously agree probably with all yeah we do and uh, I, I yeah but they they had nothing to say when legitimate when i say legitimate but when professionally produced programs like this were being hammered and when guests were being threatened to stay away now why do i say that you might say well how did claire fox and and others how how would they have known they did know because i informed them you know, around about the time that uh, Desmond Swain MP was being warned to stay away from this radio show and that if he didn't stay away from this radio show, he would have the whip removed and he'd be kicked out of the Tory party. I sent an email to every single MP and every member of the House of Lords asking them to stand up for free speech and to stand up for independent uh, media, independently produced radio and said, don't allow this. Because pretty soon, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be everything. It's going to be everybody. I 
got two or three responses from the House of Commons. Three of the, or the ones I did get were MPs who asked me to, to effectively to, 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 to promise not to mention that they had gotten back to me. And, and they said, yeah, this is terrible. But only three out of over 600. It's 650. Um, this has been going on for years. Harassing and bullying people to destroy a media platform. But it's been happening to the independent media. Now it's happening to GB News and, and others, right? And to a lesser extent, talk radio. And they're crying about it. But they didn't give a shit when it was happening to the, the lone operators like me and others. I'm not annoyed by that because it's, it's predictable. It's as predictable as the weather, I suppose. But um, Claire Fox talking about this trend to destroy things by bullying people into staying away which uh, is gathering pace, really. Interesting stuff. Um, Wiley says, the biggest danger from mobile phones to kids is that they hold them next to their ears. Yes, we've talked about this many, many times over the years, about the danger from cellular radiation, from cell phone, mobile phone radiation, um, Wi-Fi radiation to children with their not-so-developed skulls. Margaret says, Richie, just to say I've taken Mark Bayerski's advice, although she says you've often said the same thing, and decided to stop allowing myself to feel angry and despairing every day. Today is the first day for years that I haven't spent an hour on Twitter, and I've been fueled up for the day. Oh, sorry, she says today is the first day for years that I haven't spent an hour on Twitter and then been fueled up for the day feeling dreadful. But I'm not giving up on the Richie Allen show. But I do feel better already, and I'm going to try to spread positivity and light, says Margaret. Thanks, Margaret. Good idea. Stay off social media. Um, no takers on the Balenciaga story. On the Balenciaga story. No takers. I mean, you don't have to be Mary Whitehouse to wonder what's going through the mind of the man or woman who decided to pose children with teddy bears with bondage and basically S and M gear. Is it unfair to suggest that the person who did that is imagining children in situations where the child is participating in bondage and S&M. It's not unfair, is it? Why would you put those toys with a child? Why would you allow that to go out and then be in the situation whereby you've got to withdraw the ad because, thankfully, enough people saw it and screamed that you have to take it down and don't call me a hypocrite? Because, on the one hand, I've criticised Waitrose for giving in to people with skin cancer because they had a couple of farmers comparing their suntans. There's no comparison here whatsoever. Putting children in photographs with bondage S&M teddy bears is an abomination. And again, you don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be... You, you, you don't have to be a... I don't even know why I'm saying that. Why? What, what's that all about? What do you think? Wow. Isn't it mad, isn't it? Uh, comment on the program. It's comment live or live comment. And look, I'm running out of time. I've got loads of stories. I've got egg farming stories to do. Do I have time to do that? Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I leave the egg farming story. I'm I'm editing as I go along. That's what I'm doing here, dear listener. It's hardly impressive, but I'm I'm trying to make it out as if it is impressive. I'm editing. I'm cutting and pasting as I go along. Um, so we'll leave the egg farming story for a while. There there, there was a, a Welsh egg farmer on LBC today called um, Yoan. And he was explaining why we are seeing egg shortages on uh, in the supermarkets and why some supermarkets are now rationing 
eggs. They're telling customers you can only buy two boxes of eggs in a given day or in a given week or whatever. But we'll leave that there. And we will talk briefly about that bizarre story out of Chesapeake or Chesapeake. How do I pronounce that there? Tell me my 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 stateside friends, please. But look, this is a, a fairly horrific story. It's basically this, that an employee who was originally declared to be the manager, but I don't know if that's been confirmed, but an employee shot six people dead, injured four others, and then killed himself at a Walmart supermarket. And the motive at this time is unknown, according to the police, although I've been on air now for 50 minutes, it could very well be that a motive has been presented to the public, I don't know. It happened at about 10 o'clock last night. Officers got there very quickly. And I've got a lot of listeners in in the States and they believe that there is a a war. It is an open war on gun ownership. And I respect those listeners and their opinions and they know far more about it than I do. And they reckon that some of these shootings are events that are allowed to happen, right, in order to create a public outcry which results in stricter and tighter gun ownership laws. So I have respect for that point of view because I don't know too much about it. I don't like guns. I'm not very fond of them. But anyhow, that's what people believe. They say that not every shooting is genuine, Richie. Some of them are staged. And in others, it is often revealed later on that the shooter was on either antipsychotic medication or was being treated for mental illness. Or and or. That interests me greatly. Listen to Sky News correspondent Mark Stone talking about the shooting. Uh, this was posted to Sky News about an hour before I came on air. There are plenty of people in this country who believe it is their fundamental right to 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 carry a weapon uh, because that is written in the Constitution, never mind the fact that the Constitution was written so long ago that weapons, uh, in terms of how powerful they are, have changed fundamentally. Uh, In this instance, I think it appears uh, clear now that um, the gunman had a handgun, uh, that he worked at Walmart, uh, and that just as it was closing last night, um, for reasons that we don't yet know, uh, he decided to uh, shoot uh, other employees at that store before shooting himself. Um, some might say, well, this happens all the time in America. Um, but the figures, as you say, speak for themselves in the in the sense that the number of mass shootings uh, is going up massively. Uh, back in 2014, uh, there were 273 mass shootings across the United States. Uh, this year, so far, and we're not at the end of the year so far, there have been 606 mass shootings. Um, And this week, uh, sorry, this month, there have been 31 mass shootings. Uh, Just staggering figures. Um, And I'm looking further down, drilling further down into the figures. Now, the number of children, not including teenagers, killed this year, 290. The number of teenagers killed this year, 1,217. They are absolutely staggering fi- uh, figures and you feel it personally as well I, I i whenever i go anywhere i took my son swimming at the weekend and instinctively now you go into a place and you make a mental note where are the exits 
in the swimming pool, one at the back, one at the rear. It, it's kind of, it's what you do all the time. Last week, my, uh, the school that my children go to sent out an email saying that the neighbouring school uh, had gone into lockdown. Uh, yes, in America, schools in lockdown is a thing. Interesting that. One of the accountants working at the firm which handles the accounts for the Richie Allen Show is a lovely man called Stuart. And a brother or sister of his is living in the United States on the East Coast, I think, Florida. And the brother or sister, I can't remember, they're getting out of there. And this guy, Mark Stone, I know he's a Sky News correspondent. I know he works for The Enemy. He works for the mainstream media. Uh, but he, he, he looked and sounded genuinely annoyed today when he was talking about worrying about his own child. I'm not saying that makes him right, but his concern about mass shootings is genuine. And my pal Stuart said to me, he said, um, his brother or sister, again, I can't remember, is getting the hell out of there. Because they're putting, you know, security systems in schools, and this isn't new, of course, they've been doing this for some time, the metal detectors, and, and they're teaching children how to respond if there's an active shooter. They do drills and stuff. And that's just rotten, that, isn't it? Isn't it, really? So um, just thought I'd throw that in there. But Mark Stone goes on, and then just have a listen. Uh, the school had gone into lockdown because shots had been heard. Uh, it turned out that uh, the shots were not in the school, but nearby. Uh, in the sort of scale of severity, uh, I suppose shots nearby a school are less bad than shots in a school. Um, but this is the sort of thing that happens day in, day out, right across this uh, this um, country, Sh a shooting this morning in Washington, D.C. It's quite staggering. Staggering, says Mark Stone, who's based in uh, D.C. for Sky. Immediately back to the studio, this is what Sarah Jane Mee said, and this is a bit extraneous, to say the least. Uh, Mark, thank you. Paint a staggering picture of what life is like there for families uh, in the United States. Um, let's move on to events in Ukraine. But, but but that's not what life is like for families in the United States, is it? Is it? I mean, the figures are pretty awful, if they're correct, but there's nearly 300 million people living in America. It's not exactly what life is like for people. It's not an everyday thing for people that they're dealing with active shootings in businesses or in schools. I just, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, I wanted to do something about the European Space Agency because it announced a, a raft of new astronauts today, a dozen or so men and women, new astronauts, and it had 22,000 applications, which is very interesting uh, indeed, and uh, they've, they've, they've gone down the diversity road there's quite a few giggles in this, but I don't have time for it. We might hold it over till tomorrow. It'll be news tomorrow. Uh, the time is fast approaching, fast approaching three minutes to the top of the hour. Thank you so much for your comments. It's uh, Chesapeake, as in cheese, Chesapeake, as in cheese, or Chesapeake, says Jenny. I've heard, again, I've heard it pronounced five different ways today. <laughs> you think with the technology and with the internet, we'd all know, but I'll take your word for it, Jenny. Richard says, I hear that they have a kid's ring board with, wait for it, dildos as the targets slash pins. How the hell do they want this insanity? Uh, says Richard, is that right? I don't even want to know. 
what that is. But thank you. Really appreciate that, Richard. Let me load the other page. Lots of comments on this and other issues. It's comment live on richieallen.co.uk. It's on the menu bar, top right-hand side. And we've been very, very busy with the website uh, pretty much since I've come back. I've been back about a month now, which is lovely. Um, so, yeah, uh, lots going on. The website will be busy. So check in with the website for stories. I'll be posting stuff there every day. The show subscribes to uh, all the newspapers and some of them are subscription you've got to pay. So I do grab some of the stories there. I rewrite them sometimes, things that you don't get to read. So do check in with richieallen.co.uk. Uh, every day, please. Brian Smith says, in my opinion, the time for people to wake up is over. He says, at this point, you either join the fight to preserve what is left of those rights and that sovereignty, or you surrender to the, quote, new normal, unquote, end quote, um, to totalitarianism. I couldn't care less what you believe about the virus or its mutant variants or the experimental vaccines. This isn't an abstract abstract argument over the science. It's a fight, says Brian a political ideological ideological fight. On one side is democracy, on the other side is totalitarianism. Pick an effing side and live with it. I tell you what, Brian, good luck adopting that approach in getting people to listen to your argument. The very best of luck with that. Uh, herself says it isn't unfair, Richie. Spot on. Yes, whoever created that ad for Balenciaga first had to have that abominable thought in his or her mind. Yes. And Gabriel came back. Thank you, Gabriel. Well done, pal. Richie, I heard a clip today of a lady from Children's Boston Hospital. In it, she was promoting transitioning patients from ages two to nine. She also stated that babies could even be aware of being the wrong gender when they were in the womb. It seems that if you voice an opinion in opposition to this, you are anti-LGBT. It's madness, says Gabriel. Thanks, Gabriel. That is incredible. Imagine claiming that babies might be aware of being in the wrong body or the wrong gender when they are in the womb. How do you determine that? My God. And Paul says, Richie, people think cancel culture is a new phenomenon. It isn't. The first two people cancelled was way back in the 70s. Remember, <laughs> yes, Master Bates and Seaman Staines getting cancelled from Captain Pugwash. Yes. I'm a bit I'm a bit young for that but I do uh, I do re I do remember reading about it. And Kevin Gillespie says cancel culture especially at the corporate level is all about ESG. If you don't understand what ESG is, you soon will. It's social credit scores on steroids. Glenn Beck, the conservative commentator, in particular has provided excellent coverage on this long before most others in the media. Thank you so much Kevin. This is the Richie Allen show. And it is live from Salford. I'll be back in a few minutes' time with Matt Landman. Don't go anywhere. The time is six o'clock. Oh, Music from Reef. That is Place Your Hands. It's four minutes past six. It is Wednesday's programme, the 23rd of November, 2022. The Richie Allen Show. Live across multiple platforms. Tune in radio on the TuneIn app. RichieAllen.co.uk. We're on Fab Radio 2. 
in the great city of Manchester. Let's welcome back an old friend to the programme. He is the man behind the terrific documentary Franken Skies, an expose of the geoengineering agenda. Do me a favour, make a note of this and get on it later on. Check out Franken Skies 2, that's the number 2, dot com, because the sequel to Franken Skies is in development. That's Franken Skies 2, dot com. Um, he's also... He's also a clothing designer, uh, an activist and a brilliant broadcaster. Let's welcome back to the programme our friend Matt Landman. Welcome, Matt. Hello, hello. How How's are it you? going? Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. This is the beauty of technology. You're about 3,000 miles away and you sound like you're sitting down in the studio. Brilliant, Matt. How are you? Doing pretty well. And yourself? Yeah, I'm great. I really am great. I love the website for frankenskies2.com. Before we go any further, it's called Frankenskies 2 Climate Chains. How far into the process of producing it are you at this moment? Hey, Richie. Well, thank you so much for asking. And we're in the thick of it. So when I first came out, and please, if anybody hasn't seen the first movie, Frankenskies, it's online for free. It keeps getting censored and pulled from platforms, but you can find it at frankenskies.com or frankenskiesthemovie.com. And that's a great documentary that goes through the historical chronology of how we got weather modification and weather engineering and chemtrails. It starts off in 1920 and goes to 2017 when the movie was made. And so now I'm making the sequel and it's it's in the midst of creating itself. I've got a lot of great footage and I could release the movie soon, but we're in the thick of it. And, and definitely I plan on actually I plan on going to the UK um, in the winter, probably around February. And we'll see how everything's going then and there. But um, I plan on getting footage and seeing how things are unraveling with uh, potential Russian scare of of natural gas shortages and these climate change lockdowns I feel are on the horizon. So I want climate change lockdowns, although I think that's bad. And then I want us to buck the system and say no. And then that'll be how the movie is inspiring and um, shows us actually doing something about it because it's unraveling. Like the movie, I would love to have it come out immediately, but I can't make a Frankenstein's three. It'll take a while. Um, so basically it's in the midst. I think it'll be able to come out in about a year, but we've got so much happening with engineered. I mean, there's so much. Pakistan got flooded, and then they say that they need reparations from the Western world, even though we did it, right? We're, we're engineering weather and then, then saying, oh, we need to do something about this and give them reparations for climate change, which we're actually making with the geoengineering. You got engineered storms hitting uh, Florida and flooding Florida with these hurricanes, and then also in Australia, engineered storms crazier and crazier every time. And then you all are going to see, I'm sorry to say, engineered winters and try to push this food scarcity hijack, like increase in food prices and all sorts of stuff like that, because that's the game, it seems like, with the Ukraine thing and all that nonsense. So, you know, we're in the midst of it and the movie is, is creating itself. I hope that one year from now I can put it out with some with some backlash because we're, we're on the midst, we're in the midst of climate change lockdowns. That's, that seems like that that's something on the horizon as they spoon feed that to the public and tell us that that's something. So that's my take on it. Where do you, what do you think? Well, funnily enough, when, 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 when we were in the midst of lockdown one in March of 2020, um, I do a news roundup on this program every day and I try to make it pretty lighthearted. Sometimes it's very funny. Sometimes it isn't. And I thought to myself in the middle of 
a monologue in March 2020 that COVID, uh, climate lockdowns were inevitable. So I, I began to talk about that. I, I began to talk about what they might do in the future to offset the effects of uh, climate change caused by man-made CO2, which of course is a nonsense. You and I know it's nonsense. And I and I, I began began to talk about them, you know, rationing driving, you know, telling people in, in, in the future, you don't get to take your car out this weekend. Your neighbours opposite you do, but this weekend you've got to stay home. And little things like that. And it was a joke, you know, when I was saying this stuff, but um it's 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 happening now. It's being openly discussed now. I've got to tell you this everything you said there resonated with me. Today the UK media reported that the government here is wargaming winter crises. The UK government is wargaming what to do if there isn't enough energy, if there isn't enough gas, uh, you know, to, to, to fuel everybody's homes, if there are electricity blackouts, what to do in, in the event of food shortages. Now, I don't know that they're not wargaming these scenarios, but what I do know is is that these news stories are designed to scare the crap out of people, Matt, to get them into a place of fear whereby they might accept, you know, very draconian alternatives or draconian solutions. So, yeah, I think this winter is a big winter, this this winter ahead. Um, you're watching this with great interest, of course, um, in the US. They're not, you're not getting that sort of thing in your media whereby you're being warned about food shortages and energy shortages. But here, yes, yes, it is a big deal at the moment. And, and climate lockdowns, yes, inevitable, Matt, I, I would have said. Inevitable. Well, it's really scary when you say war games. Yeah. Because, because as we know, Event 201 that preceded um, all of the lockdowns and the you know pandemic and whatever that was, if anybody knows that there was this Event 201 where the supercomputer ran a, a COVID-type thing through the entire um, – uh, it was like a war game scenario in, in November of 2019. So seemingly the powers that be – have a crystal ball, right? And they're, they're playing these scenarios through their quantum computer before they happen in real time. And so that would be something that the world should be scratching their head over. And it all seems very manufactured. Okay. We've got hyperinflation combined with this, the, the food security and the, the natural gas and all these commodities, they should never be in the hands of well, Russia and the New World Order. And, and for instance, we in the United States have food prices going up on domestic commodities, right? What sense does it make that our corn is going up because of um, a supposed um, skirmish in, in, in Russia? A lot of it doesn't make sense. The oil – oh, and the gas prices. We could go on all day about this. But the gas prices, for instance, are through the roof. But the oil companies are making way more money than ever. Massive, it's, yeah. It doesn't really make sense what we're doing, what we're paying. So – it's a slippery slope, but they're squeezing us. They're squeezing everybody. And in the United States, people go to, to fix their thermostat and it's it's adjusted by smart meters and they can only use so much of this and that. And that's the draconian measures that are coming down the pipe. And eventually the smart meters will tell you you can't leave your home. And if you do, you'll be docked in your social credit system and all that nonsense. So it's getting pretty creative and interesting. And I think the New World Order is showing its ugly head, though. That's the positive aspect of it all. The New World Order show its, shows itself, and then we you know, awaken on a spiritual or a physical or whatever level in our reality. So the more they show themselves, the more that we react. So it's kind of a double-edged sword where 
at least they're showing their true colors in a weird way. Not that I'm looking forward to it, but I do want humanity to, to rise and, and claim Stand its powers it. back. That's know? a really good point, that. On the smart meters, you, you might not be aware of this. I, I don't expect you will be aware of it. Um, this is absolute tyranny. I, I wrote about this on my website today. So in the UK at the moment, Matt, energy suppliers are moving customers who, who've got smart meters onto what they call pay-as-you-go plans without first getting permission from the customer. Now, for listeners who don't understand what that is, I don't have a smart meter. I have a meter. And I get a bill for my energy usage and I pay it. And I'm on, a, a, it's a certain tariff. So that's the way it is, right? That's most people. But people with smart meters are finding that their energy suppliers are able to switch them onto pay-as-you-go plans without getting the permission. And what that means is, all of a sudden, the customer is not getting a monthly bill. The customer has now got to take a little card, go to the post office or go to the supermarket and put some credit on the card, which then gives them some credit with the smart meter, which is um, uh, which gives them energy. So it's basically prepayment. There's a couple of problems with this. The first problem is it makes it really easy far easy, uh, far easier for the energy company to, to cut their supply, number one. And number two, would you believe it? I mean, this is really dastardly. When you are switched from a regular, you know, pay your monthly bill onto a pay-as-you-go plan, the pay-as-you-go plan, the rates of electricity and the rates of gas are more expensive. They're doing this without getting permission from people. And charities are saying that this is going to destroy people, basically. It's going to lead to the poorest people in society having their electricity and their natural gas cut off because if they can't afford to top up their little uh, account balance, you know, on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, well, they're screwed. That's a huge story, and it isn't getting a lot of coverage today here. Absolute bollocks. That's absolute bollocks because you're restructuring a system that's been in play for quite some time where people work and they get the money to pay their bills at the end of the month. That's how society is set up. This is total nonsense. So if people can grasp this, this is like a totalitarian freaking takeover, new world order, slippery slope kind of thing because now you've got to pay your bill up front for power and how much is how much are you going to use yeah. you know and it's up to them to decide how much they think you're going to use i've faced this with my water bill once where they where they said oh no we think you're going to use this much so we're billing you this big water bill and it was some crazy number and i had to fight it and and deal with it and it, it wasn't even a fraction of what i actually used but somehow they had their numbers and they were sticking to their guns and and what are you going to do either pay it or not have water so this is not okay and i hope that you all can fight it there's only so much that people can do with when the energy company i mean they show up and they try to put a smart meter on your house and you say no and then they say okay you can't have energy it's scary in some places but some places can opt out and there are things that people can do. You just have to um, hone in on your solution, snap yourself out of fear, and then you know see what you can do with it. Um, for instance, with the smart meters and all that stuff, I mean, there's, there's ways around it. You can learn about grounding the dirty electricity that comes out of the walls. You can get paint to put on the other side of the wall to get that um, so you're not getting radiated by the smart meter at least. You can pr- try to opt out and get the old analog meter. If they come to put the s- smart meter on, you can say, no, I'm keeping the old one and fight it as much as you can. And there's people that have been able to do that. 
And then I, you, you said earlier, I have that EMF protection clothing line. You can at least protect yourself from the new horde order in that regard, at least a little bit from the 5G Internet of Things, including your smart meter and all that. So check out S-P-E-R-O Sparrow Gear. And I have a coupon code, Richie Allen. <laughs> I love it. I did oh, that's it for right, you guys yeah, so that yeah. you guys could have a discount for your Pretty cool, Matt. in the UK. I'll ask you to mention that again at the end of cool. um, the show today. Matt Landeman is our guest. Yeah, we, my uh, missus, my, my better half and I, we own our own home. It's not an analog meter, but it is a dead smart meter. So that's what we have. We have a digital display, but it's dead. It isn't. Um, it isn't monitored, and we, we've got to phone in okay. the uh, the jig. But you've alerted me to something there that I hadn't considered. Yes, I suppose it stands to reason that eventually they are going to tell people like us, listen, either accept the smart meter or, or freeze. That's inevitable, isn't it? They're going to eventually say, listen, you've got to have a smart meter or we will refuse to supply your property. I'm guessing that's coming next. Well, it's just like everything. They play the slow game so people don't think it's that bad. Oh, a smart meter sounds smart. Oh, yeah, you don't need to come onto my property to check the meter. Of course, it, it should just do it wirelessly. But then people don't grasp the implications and the slippery slope. And yeah, eventually it'll be like that because they want to be able to basically do the climate change lockdowns and say, no, you can't leave your house today. This is the day where you don't leave and your smart meter will be able to monitor everything. It'll be it's 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 not like what people think. People think, oh, it just sends your bill out once a month. No, it's sending out your information every five seconds. Some of the models, and that's, that's not right. good for for radiation levels. But also that instant um, update to the system of telling them what you're doing. You turned on your lights. You know, you're you're walking around your house because everything can monitor you once everything is an Internet of Things, smart tech, everything. So once that happens then they can put in their technocracy of saying, because they can't tell what you're doing if you've got an analog meter, you know what I mean? So that's where it goes slowly, but people don't get it. They put the smart meter on their house, and then 10 years later, it's watching everything they do and locking their home and not even letting them out because it's too hot outside or whatever. It yeah. is, you know what I mean? And of course, the, the monitoring then, with, with as you, you said to me many years ago when we first spoke, the internet of things, everything in the home, being connected to the internet, the fridge, freezer, um, you know, basically hanging you out to dry in terms of what you put in it, you know, climate change. You know, they're offering solutions. This is the thing, nobody's, nobody is disputing this stuff or standing up to it. I'm listening to the BBC most days, I'm listening to Sky, and they're telling us that, you know, pretty soon we'll be getting advice it's going to start off as you said with advice it's a kind of a slowly slowly catchy monkey so it's going to be advice like you really should only eat red meat once a week to save the planet to save uh to protect the planet against the climate crisis you really should do that you know you really shouldn't run um your shower for more than three minutes you really shouldn't do that and you know your instinct is to laugh at them and stick your middle finger uh, in their direction. But as you said, when everything in the house is, is connected to the Internet of Things and it's all interconnected and speak, everything is speaking to everything else, um, they're going to know everything. They're going to know that you're taking 10-minute showers or 5-minute showers. They're going to know that you've had um, 7 showers in a week. I've heard a politician in this country, I, I reported on this just before the summer, you know, saying that in the near future, the, 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 the decent thing to do, Matt, will be to only bathe or shower three or four times a week. 
Yeah, but they'll it's be able to know. Trip. Yeah, everything's a guilt trip. Everything's you know? a guilt we, trip. We exhale carbon dioxide. Yeah, and this will the shower time. It'll go down to the social credit system. Like inevitably, people will have augmented contact lenses or augmented reality goggles, and those everyone's social credit score will be visible by everybody. Not just the AI, but you'll be able to see your friend's score, just like the Black Mirror episode. And in that, it'll tell how long they took their shower for and when the last time they bathed. You know the phrase, um, the elephant in the room, where there's a you know, conversation being had, but the biggest, obvious, most thing that should be addressed is not being addressed. Yes, you know that yeah, phrase? Yeah, yeah. The elephant in the room, to me, is invisible in all of these conversations that we're having. So the cows, people want to tell you that cow farts are killing the planet <laughs> and that the methane, and it's your fault because you ate a burger the yeah, other day. Yeah, yeah. All right? And they'll, they'll show you all these episodes on the television and, and all these news pieces and the BBC and the radio and, and, and totally fearmonger you into thinking that you're having an intelligent debate with someone, even though both sides of that dualized, dualistic um, polarized debate, you're arguing two falsehoods that they've planted in your head, which is very uh, slippery slope and dangerous and what have you. But in this situation, the elephant in the room with the cow farts and all of this they won't ever mention that the climate change, climate change, the global warming, all of that stuff is being engineered with chemtrails. You know, they'll never say it. And chemtrails is a dirty word, so maybe we'll use the word geoengineering for everyone that wants to, you know, sp spread the word. You with their can say what friend. you like here. You can use any term you like, my friend. This <laughs> I'm is a just, free speech I'm zone. just saying they won't yeah. even mention that ongoing geoengineering is occurring yeah. to create to create these heat waves you know, or to, to make these crazy snowstorms or to make these deep freezes that are making the need for natural gas go up. These all these massive elephants in the room that, that are like the primary portion of the discussion that should be addressed. They're not even doing it. And people are taking this hook, line and sinker, not even grasping it and not taking showers, brother. They're not taking showers and they're thinking they're doing something good for the the world and climate change. And you know, children. It, and don't forget, like we, we, we've been, I, I shouldn't say plagued because I think they mean well. I'll I tell you where I am, um, Matt. The young men and women who make up Extinction Rebellion and Just Stop Oil, I've developed a real sympathy for them because they believe what it is they are saying. I make a distinction between them and politicians, because I believe most of the politicians know that um, CO2, the notion that CO2 is killing the planet is bullshit. Most politicians know that. They're liars. The kids have been convinced of it, and I feel sorry for them. You can see it's almost evangelical with the kids, you know. I see them going on British radio shows, you know, screaming at presenters, and, and saying things like, I'm not having children, like young women, you know, saying I'm not having children because I'm not going to kill the planet and stuff like that. I mean, it is incredibly successful, this propaganda, whatever we might think about it. It's laughable. It isn't. It's not laughable anymore. To us, it is preposterous. But to them, it's real. How, I'm not, don't answer this because we'll be here all day long and I want to talk to you about lots of other things, but, but mm. to, to even broach the subject of geoengineering or chemtrails with a radicalised young man or woman who believes that by our existence we're destroying the planet, I don't think we have any hope. Sorry for the well, pessimism. The problem would be is they think that it might be the solution to their extinction. Yeah. 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 Hey, so that's, that's a good a question. One. That's a good point. Hang on there. Stay with this for a minute. 
Do you envisage in the near future that there'll be a, a, a kind of, um, there will be an admittance, not an admittance uh, about um, geoengineering, but that we might start to hear more and more and more on our news bulletins about how geoengineering is important and we better start doing it. Do you expect I have a Google, every day I get a Google alert yeah. email when the certain terms are used, uh, geoengineering, chemtrails, solar radiation management, climate engineering, all these things. And yes, the answer is yes, and they are doing it slowly. So every single day they probably get like 1,000 people on Earth to be convinced that engineering the sky with geoengineering is is the solution. But they are, it's like it's, they're spoon-feeding us, spoon-feeding us until finally they reach – um, a population density or a numbers game, you know, where people are looking at the sky and they're like, oh, they finally started doing it. Goody. I just didn't know. You know, they're telling people slowly until finally it'll probably hit the mainstream and they're like, you're welcome. We did it finally. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Landman is our guest. Actualactivist.com. Frankenskies2.com. The man behind these uh, films. The clothing line. We'll talk a little, I'll make time for a couple of minutes at the end so you can give a plug to that. I don't mind that because um, first of all, it's good of you to be on and second of all, it's a, it's a good idea. Matt is live on the line. Matt, I always imagine you in the Midwest. Whereabouts are you these days? I know you're moving around. I'm in Southern Oregon, which we could do a whole show on the um, New World Order and the takeover and what Agenda 2030 is. I'm in um, the I'm on the border of Northern California and Oregon, so I'm on the west coast of the United States, right smack dab in the middle, and it is basically the resistance to the Agenda 23, 2030, uh, 2050 takeover of the world, where they want to eliminate gas from the west coast and basically take away the guns and, and hoard people into smart cities and then use that as a template to do it everywhere else. Because if they can do it in the West, they can do it anywhere on Earth. So I'm in the midst of that, and it's very um, revealing and, and crazy what's going on. They're creating these new zones where people can't live in a zone where they've claimed are fire danger zones. But the fire danger zones are like people's vineyards and like properties, and they say, oh, no, that's prone to fire because the trees are too close to one another, and we're dealing with a lot of weird stuff like that. So it's, it's happening, and I'm right there. Matt Landman is our guest. Here's a comment from Brian. I don't know Brian, but he's commented a couple of times on the show this evening, and he seems to be a bit angry. That could be a bit judgmental now, but he seems to be a bit angry. But I'm going to read this because he might have a point here. He's talking about food scams, gas scams, clot shot scams, and all this sort of stuff. Uh, he doesn't believe any of it. Um, Turn off the radio and the TV, he says. And then he says that, this show is about the only thing he does listen to sometimes, but less and less because, to be honest, it's just more fear. The Richie Allen show is just more fear. Does he have a point, like, by, by, by talking about this stuff in such a matter-of-fact way as we are, are we not contributing to, you know, keeping people in a state of anxiety and depression? Now, he obviously doesn't listen to me too much because I spend a lot of time laughing at it and, and making people laugh. At it. That's what I do. But but maybe he has a point. Is there something negative about constantly talking about this stuff? Or does Brian need to have a chill pill? Uh, well, he's, he's right and he's wrong, you know, and it's all about how you present the information. It's but you can't kill the messenger either. Um, one thing to know is truth. Truth is a frequency and it has nothing than do do with fear. It's actually a very high vibration frequency. But the powers that be want to, um, you know, taint it and muddy the waters and make it seem, you know, scary and make truth 
become this fear-based thing. Truth should have solutions and truth should be like empowering. And at the end of the day, yeah, okay, we're under attack. Fluoride, the sky, the air, and all this sort of stuff. We can't turn a blind eye to it. We can't bury our heads in the sand. But what we can do is be empowered by it. Like we're under attack because we're creator gods and spiritually we're unstoppable. And once we understand and comprehend our true powers and why we're truly under attack, then we're unstoppable. You know, but we have to go through the process first so I can see where he's at in the stage. It's kind of like um, the the stages of uh, remorse or whatever or grief. You know, eventually you get mad, but then at the end of the other end, you get on that frequency of truth and more truth becomes self-evident and you become a spiritual w- warrior, in my opinion. That's a really good answer. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't do a show like this unless I believed that there was a chance that it would attract listeners uh new listeners all the time who have just about began to get it that's why i do it i don't do this a lot of people listen to shows like this because it's it's a haven because it's nice to be around other people who know what is going on and i get that and i totally understand that and 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 i love that up to a certain point but i don't do the show for them because they already know this stuff um i do it because there is that hope that you present a radio show every day of the week at the same time and you do it enough, you know, you do it long enough, you, you might just start to reach people who previously didn't understand this stuff. The only reason I do it, really, and whether it's working or not, I'll probably never know, but anyway. But that's that, that's why I do it. I certainly don't try to fear monger. That's why I do a lot of um, humorous stuff on the shows to make people laugh at it, because laughter is... Um, is healing, I think, in, in some ways. Matt, I wanted to ask you, because um, I've seen bits of it, not because I've decided not to watch it, but I haven't had the time yet, but um, this this Stu Peters film, which uh, has gone viral, to say the least it's gone viral, even Forbes, um, Reuters has even gone after it, you know, saying that it's preposterous for people to talk about... Um, uh, you know, a depopulation, it's madness. And uh, I think it's great that they do that because I think it gives them, um, it ultimately gives them um, more publicity to uh, to the film. We're talking about Stu Peters' uh, presentation. It's called Dead. Remind me, what's it called again? Dead. What's wrong with me today? Um, the the term that's been going around all over the place died is suddenly. Died, died, died suddenly. suddenly. That's right. Yeah, Jesus. And it's, it's a key term. Yes, died but, suddenly. Yeah. Yes, and I've had listeners on this program phoning in in recent weeks since I came back after my bit of an absence, talking about how they've noticed in their peer groups, how they've noticed in. Uh, family groups, you know, people dying. It's everywhere. It's in the media most days. You know, young man dies on a football field. Young man dies uh, in his place of work. Young woman uh, dies suddenly. Man dies at a funeral. Young man. So it's died suddenly. Yes, I had a brain freeze there for a moment. I've seen mm-hmm. some of it. It looks very powerful. Um, what do you make of of it? It's uh, it's achieved, um, I suppose, objective number one. It's got noticed. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that out of everyone on earth that you would have me on to talk about this because I'm a cynical realist and I'm a truther and I'm, I'm me, I'm Matt Landman, that's who I am. So I, I would love to have um, a conversation with the gentleman who you just read their comment because I wonder what they would say. And what they may say is, and not to quote someone who I don't even know, but 
what they may say is, why didn't the film have solutions? Why didn't it mention the potential of like 5Gs, why people are getting sick? And, and it was very maybe fear-based. And, you know, because he was saying fear, fear, fear. And I would say at the end of the day, it's very div- – so I'm going to say the positives after this. Um, it's very divisive. So it, got, it went viral, yeah. And that's questionable when the algorithms don't catch something and, and it's on all of the like financial publications like Wall Street Journal and all that stuff. I mean yesterday probably 50 million, 50 million people probably saw it yesterday alone at least. So it was really scary. They're cutting people open and seeing that they had um, things crawling around them and autopsy reports and saying that that was from the jab and all this sort of stuff. And now you've got about 100 million Americans – all frantic to talk about this at Thanksgiving tomorrow, right? Right, right. And and then what is that going to do? What's that going to do to the social dynamic? Because there's this concept called othering, and othering is like, no, they're not human. They're just crazy conspiracy theorists. Lock them up like they did the Jews, and they they're ruining society because that's why COVID came back because they didn't wear the masks or whatever, right? So othering is very dangerous, and really, we're all humans. We all bleed red. I guess most of us, at least. And I want to say that we should all be on the same page and same team, which is um, honoring humanity and and love and you know w- freedom, right? <laughs> Just the right to to be alive, and, and that's it. We don't have to debate chemtrails or GMOs or anything. We just all have to be on one same page of the right to to live, you know. And the way that the media attacks um, these bundled groups. So we all are anti-jab, crazy, um, flat earther, whatever, right? So we're all in this category. And then they get everyone at the dinner table tomorrow proving themselves to be crazy, you know, in their eyes. It's a weird slippery slope. It's just, I, I, I would, as a filmmaker, when I make the next movie, I know the power that Frankenstein's two climate chains will have, and definitely you're going to walk away from that movie so empowered that you think that you could save the world that day, you know. And I want that to be how I do everything. You know, mineralization is really key. If you get bioavailable minerals in your diet, like I've been taking the sea moss with bladderwrack and burdock, it's 104 bioavailable minerals. I take it every single day, and by getting my minerals, I'm up to speed on my minerals. I'm not mineral deficient, and I'm not absorbing toxins from my environment like chemtrails. That's very not fear-based, very solutions, very empowering, you know. So this guy also made um, this – he also made the movie Watch the Water about the cobra venom in the water and stuff. And that seemed to go viral. Stu Peters. He, and then that also was very divisive. I found people telling their family members, oh, you got the shot. Well, you got cobra venom in your shot and you're going to die tomorrow. And like that doesn't really – bode well for longevity of truthers no, it in doesn't. this weird, divisive, no. conspiracy yeah. world that we live in because it's going to get weirder. I mean they might do a fake alien invasion and we're, the, we're going to be the beacons of light. And if no one's listening to us then, then the New World Order has done its job because they run this stuff through a quantum computer they think 50 years out and they want the next generation to literally be robots. And how are they going to get from A to Z? Well, they need the truth to be completely demonized. Okay. Now, at the same time, the term died suddenly and the concept and all of this needs to come to light. So is it coming to light? Yes. 
Is this like a disclosure mechanism? I don't know. Is it normalizing something? I don't know. Is it controlling the um, the the debate, controlling the the, the um, you know opposition, or controlling this this verbiage, the word? Sometimes it's it backfires if it comes out in such a manner where like you go to the guy's website um, and the next video it, it is there's the it's not the next video but the, the second to next video it's all about flat earth and if you're already I'm not saying that I believe the official narrative of the globe or anything like that but but everybody's become bundled into this othering category where they get demonized and and when people are demonized and it's up to you or your neighbor who gets their heat turned on when the freaking you know smart meters yeah. or whatever and your neighbor took a long shower and you know it can I just can, say this you can rat them out can I just say this um, I think what you've said there is um, it's pretty brilliant I think uh, let's just say the earth is flat let's just say it is I don't believe it is by the way uh, I don't um, and I don't care what anybody else I, I do get some funny comments when I say that I don't believe it and that doesn't suit certain people but I don't care I don't believe it people can believe what they want but let's pretend for a moment that it is um, it is still a monumental waste of your time uh, trying to convince your neighbours your friends your family that the earth is flat. A monumental waste of your time. That is the single most guaranteed statement that will convince your friends, family, that you're a nutcase. And that's tragic if it's true that the earth is flat, even though I don't believe it is. So what you're saying it makes perfect sense to me, and it's paradoxical really, because yes, um, if the people behind uh, died suddenly are also people who are pushing the idea that they might very well believe that the earth is flat, well, then maybe died suddenly loses some of its impact, maybe. Uh, I think that's a very good point. I really do. I, I've gotten into this in the past. And then I've had people say to me, what you're encouraging, Richie, is self-censorship. And this makes me laugh. I, I'm not encouraging self-censorship. I say to people, win or not win, fight, and I hate the term fight, um, but let's use the term fight. Fight the battles, metaphorically, that you have a good chance of winning. You have a good chance if you are rational and calm and speak to a family member rationally and say, you know, I read a story in the Irish national media the other day. The Irish national media, RTE, Radio Televisión, it's like the BBC, where a young boy died shortly after getting the COVID jab. And the coroner has ordered um, uh, an avalanche of information from Pfizer. You could say that to your gran or your granddad or your mother who thinks that we're crazy conspiracy theorists. You could say that in a gentle way. You could say, well, look, I just read this. Like, you, you might want to, to, to see this before you go and get your third jab. Do, no problem. But you start telling people that the earth is flat, game over. Tragically, even if it's true, again, I don't think it is. It's a waste of your time. Fight the battles you win. It's like it's like this. COVID doesn't exist. It doesn't. The virus was never was never right. They never existed. Now again, that may be true. I I, I can't uh, prove that it isn't. But that is a waste of time. That taking that to the majority of people in the population. That's how I see it, Matt. And you've opened up a, a can of worms there, but a really good one, an important one. 
you know, it is tragic if the guys are known for flat earth and they're doing this sort of stuff because it might have um, a real negative impact on them being taken seriously. So good point. And, and I love the way that you express that. And you're, you're absolutely correct in the way that um, you conveyed the message. I, I like to say, meet them on their level, you know, and the truth, it speaks for itself. The, the truth is actually a vibration. It's a resonance. It's a frequency. And over time, once someone starts to resonate with truth, other truths will become self-evident. So if you tell them, you know, that there's fluoride in their toothpaste and maybe that there's some other option that they could buy. Or, for instance, the woman at the post office, she is um, very much like a normal person, but I know that she's thrifty. And she's my friend, the postal worker. So I told her she could make her own toothpaste. So then after she started making her own toothpaste for like way cheaper with like two ingredients, after I told her how to do it and she's saving the money on the toothpaste, then I told her, yeah, there's these weird chemicals in the toothpaste anyways that you don't need right? And so I met her on her level and even got her to change her, her um, daily routine, but not by yelling at her about like the Nazis putting <laughs> fluoride yeah, in the water yeah, or whatever, yeah. or telling her that the, that space is fake or whatever, because even if that's real, like you said, it's, she wouldn't be able to handle it. She would automatically put me in a box and I'd be left in that box for quite some time. And now anything that I say later on, she'd just think I was that crazy dude. And she's not going to like accept the truth later on because I've now dismantled it with my craziness. You know what I mean? In her world. A really good friend of mine, um, brilliant actress and uh, journalist, Jean Ann Crowley. She said this, it's interesting. She says that died suddenly wasn't or isn't remotely fear-based. It's a concise documentary telling what has been found in dead bodies by funeral home operators um, who were previously unknown uh, and this was previously unknown and in need of explanation. They're asking a question. It's a normal documentary. Uh, she says, speaking as a former documentary maker herself in other words, and then she says, whether the maker of the documentary lives on a flat earth or not is entirely irrelevant. Now, my learned friend, and she is very learned, I completely disagree with her there. On that point, it might be a very well put together documentary asking a pertinent, relevant question about what the jabs are doing to people's veins and to their hearts. But if, naturally enough, those of us who know about the COVID scam and the dangers of the jabs, we're going to watch it and we'll take comfort in it because it's telling us something that we suspect or that we know. But the public at large who don't know that stuff will be put off it by the media right. that says these are the guys who believe the earth is flat. And in that, I think my great friend in, in Ireland is wrong. You know, it, it could be brilliant. It could be absolutely tipped up in, 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 in the claims made in it and in its production values. But it'll ultimately end up being an echo chamber if the guys are associated with flat earth. And that is my opinion. I'm not being domineering about this because I, I hope I'm wrong. But that's how I feel about it. It does matter th that the guys are flat earthers, whether they like it or not. And this will be angering some of our listeners today. But tough shit, Paddy, as we say, in uh, God's country. That's just my opinion. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> I love that phrase. Well, for one, I must say that showing that everyone who got the jab has um, crawling 
nano weird stuff crawling around in their dead bodies. To say that that's not fear-based, I'm sorry, that's very scary. But if it's true, if it's true that the job is doing this to people, leaving this crazy, gloopy stuff, I've seen the images. If it's true, they've got to publish that, right? Um, there's ways to go about it. Okay, so I'm not winning over. I'm not making friends by 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 having this conversation. No, we're being honest. Sure. It's honest. No, I know. I know. And I yeah. and I and I say this on my other platforms. And I and I got into these conversations yesterday when the movie came out. I am not going to be the mainstream person on anything really. So this is like in the mainstream truther side. Everyone's really excited about this, and I'm I'm demonized for even offering. Um, an objective other side. But look, everything is polarized. And anytime you see anything, you have to think, oh, maybe there's another side, a third side, a third side they're not showing you, right? So when you're watching the presidential debates, it's like, okay, either he's right or he's right, or they're both controlled by the New World Order or something. And that's something completely out of the box that other people don't really think or grasp. So in this situation, I'm offering just another perspective that not everyone's going to agree with and not everyone's going to think is true. But at the end of the day, we're talking about the control of information and meeting people at their level. We just said you got to meet them where they're at. So do we think that someone who has gotten all the boosters is ready to see it conveyed to them in that way? Is that meeting them where they're at? No, it's not at all meeting them right. where they're at. Not even sort of. By by slowly talking about the ingredients and how to detox from the ingredients and how to like um, protect yourselves in another way from it and like, oh, everyone's gonna die to the pop thing. It's, it's, it is at the end of the day in the resonance of fear. Everybody was saying, you can't unsee that. Oh my yeah. God, I'm changed for life. All of the comments, I read hundreds of comments on it just to see the people's perspective. And at the end of the day, you're not walking away from that empowered. You're empowered because you didn't get the job and you're on the other side of the spectrum because you're so smart and you got to, you know, yeah. whatever. Can so I just say, can I just say on that, it's a very interesting perspective, your perspective. It really is. That That's not me patronizing you. But I'm going to say this. This is my opinion. If they're right, the lads who made the film, I don't know them. I've never met any of them. I don't, I've never interviewed them. I've never spoken to them. So for me, it's a clean slate, really. I don't, I don't know these guys at all. But if they are right that the jab is doing this to some people, well, they would be well within their rights to say to anybody who criticises them, well, bugger off. Like, this is journalism. This is real journalism at its heart. We have discovered this terrible thing and we've got to put it out there and how people deal with that is really not for us to be concerned about if it horrifies people well they might say to us tough shit paddy we've got to publish this even if it is horrible and even if it means that some people don't believe it the fact is they would say it's true we believe it's doing this to people therefore we have to publish yes my argument one last thing that i would say is there's forms of disclosure the powers that be they have to disclose certain things and so there's disclosure mechanisms that they control and if they can control it in a certain way and it's perceived by certain people a certain way and other people a certain way then they're actually controlling a narrative that's going to come out anyways and it could come out through somebody that's like a mom who's like storming the cdc and like changing things or something yeah. so it's you know it's it's something to think about so if we just back up for a minute and all of that talk about flat earth, I just want to say that 10 years ago, 
the flat earth was chemtrails. And, and I know you know this almost yeah. that it was a very, very dirty word, but then they started normalizing it and, and bringing it to the forefront as a solution for you know, geoengineering, which is chemtrails, a solution for global warming and all this. And now everyone's kind of in the knowing that Frankenstein has been seen by a lot of people and a lot of people won't cringe at the word chemtrails like they used to no but it, it used to be similar to the word flat earth where people would just oh, cringe yeah. and say okay if you're going to include chemtrails in my discussion about gmos and whatever you can take a hike absolutely so it's, fasc- it's fascinating how terminology can can shift and and get you know flipped and moved around in the consciousness i just wanted to bring that up very good matt it's been pointed out to me by our listeners that I did interview a couple of years ago. I did interview a guy called John O'Looney, which is a funny sounding surname, but it's it's from John O'Loonig. It's from the Irish surname O'Loonig, an undertaker in Milton Keynes. I did the very first interview with him. Um, he came to me and asked me, could he come on? Said he was an undertaker and that there were some very serious things going on. He said that he had gone to hospitals and there was a much greater... Um, there, 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 there was a lot more deceased, very young uh, children in certain hospitals and he named the hospital. So I did an interview with the guy and I understand that he is pretty prominent in in the film Die Suddenly. So I did interview him. That's right, I interviewed him a couple of years ago for an hour and he talked about this and then he went off on his on his own thing and he started doing podcasts and stuff and I thought that's a bit strange but anyway but yes he is in in the film um no doubt our listeners will and and your viewers and your readers will watch it and draw uh, their own conclusion Matt but you've raised some very interesting points and again I'm not patronizing these are interesting points do we have to consider you know to the nth degree everything we do um how it might impact on the perplexed those people who don't understand that there is a depopulation agenda at play do we have to you know treat them with kid gloves walk around on almost on eggshells or as the filmmakers for for died suddenly or do we just publish balls and all naked put it all out there and say this is what's going on and take it or or leave it we're running out of time we've got about three four minutes left on this i want wanted you to give a plug to the clothing because you've been uh, very kind in coming back on and that's been a brilliant uh, 40 minutes of chat by the way thank you for it give a plug to the clothing matt while we're while we're here and i want to say much love and respect to activism and filmmaking and all of that you know i just want to offer different perspectives and i'm i'm definitely not drawing any conclusions or throwing anybody to the wolves or or anything like that. So I just want to say, you know, everyone should keep an open opinion. But definitely when I see the mainstream media getting excited and bringing viewership to things and, and you know, I've seen my movie get swept under the rug and never has a mainstream thing even said the word Frankenskies. I just, I just start to think. And that's me. I'm a very suspicious, critical thinker at this stage in the game. I have um, – please, everyone, check out actualactivists.com. So that's my baby. That's where I – It's a hub of information and truth and whatnot. And then I have an EMF protection clothing line. I've got silver blankets and baby stuff and you name it. Please check it out, especially for Christmas. And and use the coupon code RichieAllen, no spaces, and that will save you a bunch on shipping and everything, especially if you're overseas. And um, I've got these bags. You put your phone in. You don't get any service. It protects you from EMF radiation. 5G is coming out and the Internet of Things. And it's so much important to get grounded and to realize this soup of radiation that we're in and less is more. So I encourage you to unplug, to recharge 
and to never forget the silver lining with Sparrow Gear, S-P-E-R-O gear.com. And I really appreciate you having me on and being so awesome and cool and open-minded and these great conversations that we get to continue to have, Richie. Let's have another one in the early new year, Matt. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Look after yourself and I cannot wait to uh, see Frankenskeis too, even if it's going to be uh, another year before we see it. Godspeed to you and yours, my friend. Bye for now. Thank you. God bless. Uh, Matt Landman, live on uh, the Richie Allen Show, Wednesday's edition, seven and a half minutes to the top of the hour. What do you make of that? Somebody called Franny is saying her comment was censored. Nobody's censoring anything, Franny. What did you say? Just type it again. It could be in, not in moderation, because we don't moderate, but sometimes they go into a holding thing. That's what it could be, into approval. They might need, might need, might need to be approved. Um, but you're not being censored. Jesus, there isn't anything you could say that would lead us to censor you. Um, herself says that Dolores Cahill had John O'Looney on her radio show and he described pulling um, horrible stuff, two foot long stuff out of a young man's femoral artery. Has John photographed that stuff, has he? Um, by any chance, is, is it out there? Um, I will get a chance to watch Dites suddenly and, and I will watch it. Of course I will. But um, yeah, that was an interesting perspective from, from um, Matt there, you know, about some of the stuff being that heavy that it's just going to make people run a mile from it. And then the idea that if they're into flat earth, it's going to be easy for the media to bash them and say, look, these guys are idiots, they're into flat earth. But um, like I said, that is why, that's, that's why you're listening, I like to think. You know, we'll talk about anything here. My take on it would be, if the filmmakers believe that what they have uh, put together, the hour and 10 minutes, whatever it is, if they believe it to be true, damn right they should publish it and put it out there. And they would have every right to say to you, to me, to Matt, to anybody, well, we can't spend too much time worrying about whether people believe this or not or whether we get beaten up by the mainstream media or not. We've got to publish this because it's in the public interest. Colds, seasonal flu and respiratory diseases, a nuisance, but we all get them. Now more than ever, it is essential to have a robust immune system. Inspired by the Zelenko Protocol, Immunex 365 is a unique formulation that combines effective levels of vitamins D3, C and K2, as well as zinc and quercetin. Take back your health with just two capsules of Immunex 365 every day. As a special launch offer to UK listeners of the Richie Allen Show, you will receive a discount of 15% by using the code RichieAllen365 at checkout. Go to immunex365.co.uk to get yours now and with free two-day track delivery. Ask not what the BBG can do for you, but what you can do for the BBG. Support the Richie Allen Show now at richieallen.co.uk. Welcome back. Thanks for all of your comments. Uh, they, there were many today. I really appreciate it. That's a kind of it for the show. It's been, uh, I mean, that wrapped up in chatting with Matt. I've not even lined up a song. <laughs> To, uh, to close out with, because I'm a bit of an idiot like that sometimes, but you're anyway. I'll find something when I'm speaking with you. It's only Wednesday. I'll be back with you tomorrow, Thursday, at 5 o'clock UK time. And Friday afternoon, about 3 o'clock UK time, I'll be on running down the biggest news stories of the week. That's not a regular thing. I'm doing that because I was away on Monday. Okay, at the funeral on Monday. So on Friday at 3 o'clock, I'll be with you for probably about 90 minutes. Bit of crack, chilled. It'll be news, mostly news, and a few tunes uh, thrown in as well, okay? If you don't mind. That's what I'll do. How are we doing now for time? 
Right, nearly done, nearly done. And I still haven't lined up a song. What have I got? Ah, sure, look, we'll play this for the laugh. I don't know if I should, but this could be some remix or something I don't even know, but we'll play this. I'll close out with this for the laugh. Thanks again to Matt Landman. Thanks to you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Look after yourselves and one another. I'm closing out with a little bit of PM Dawn. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Just as well I cracked myself up. I don't crack anyone else up. See you tomorrow. (laughs) 